0: 2 Corinthians 13. Let's go tonight to the very last chapter of the book of 2 Corinthians. We're going to finish it tonight. And boy, had not God given us some great truths throughout these two books of the Word of God. And we're going to just go to a few verses of this great chapter tonight. And I want you, if you would, to look at verse 10. Verse 8 is a great verse. says, For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. I like that. Verse 10, Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present I should use sharpness, according to the power which the Lord hath given me, to edification and not to destruction. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. and The God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. That's the last words of the Apostle Paul, this great book written, letter to the Corinthian church. I want to preach tonight, and I'll try to title each message that we go through to help us remember as we go through these books. But I want to title the message tonight, On Great Advice for a Successful Church. Great Advice for a Successful Church. Let's bow together and pray. Father, thank you for the word tonight. Thank you, God, for the wonderful, wonderful singing by the choir. And then, Lord, tonight, Miss Natalie, Miss Meredith, thank you, Lord. Uh, God, we have a refuge. We have a place that we can go to. Lord, I thank you tonight for those who made their way out to your house. We pray for those, Lord, tonight that are not here. Whatever reason that might be, Lord, I pray that you would just burden their heart and, uh, Lord, put a desire in their heart to want to be faithful to the house of the Lord. Thank you, God, for those on the mission trip. pray you bless them as we pray each time. And God, just give us what we need tonight. Lord, I pray you'll bless Mr. Mike and Miss Patty tomorrow. Lord, I pray you be with them. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just touch uh, all the ministry of the church. And God, you know the needs we have. Bless our bus captains and workers that do so much work that no one sees. And we thank you for them. Lord, I just pray, God, that you'd have your willing way tonight. We ask all these things in Christ's name and all God's people said. You can be seated tonight. The Apostle Paul is giving this farewell greeting to the church at Corinth tonight. And as he is giving this farewell greeting to them, he makes a statement in verse number 10. He says, Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness. The word sharpness in the Greek simply means to cut off. other words, the Apostle Paul said, if I were there, I don't know that I might not have to cut off some of you. From what? It could be from the fellowship. But he says here, and I like the way he puts this, he says, lest being present, I should use sharpness, according to the power which the Lord have given me to edification and not to destruction. Here's what Paul was saying. Paul's saying that his desire was to build people up, not to tear them down. Paul said that his desire was to lift up the saints of God, to edify the saints of God, to encourage the saints of God, to lift them up, and not to tear them down. And let me just say today, that would be a good trait for all of us to have in our life. My wife and I were talking the other day as we had uh, noticed a few comments on Facebook and of course I personally, I do not follow the person that Miss Wendy had uh, told me and said, uh, read some things to me and I certainly in no way would share who that would be. But anyway, and it's no one here, it's probably not even someone you know, but anyway, I, I just could not imagine somebody that is a Christian that would want to tear down people uh, as bad as some individuals want to do. I don't understand that I mean as a child of God I would think you would want to edify or encourage other Christians I wouldn't think you'd want to use social media or your tongue or anything uh, to tear down other Christian people as my wife was reading me some of that I thought to myself my soul can you be saved and act like that can you be saved and say things like that and listen let me just say this to you as a child of god use your life for edification use your life to encourage children of god the last thing you want to do is to be a hurt or a detriment to other people that are saved by the grace of god amen And so not only do we ought to control our tongue, but we ought to control our fingers when we type. We ought to uh, control things we say and do. Why? Because we ought to edify God's children. God, help us today when Christians are so harmful to other people. Don't do that. Listen, don't be a member of Calvary. And again, this was not a member of this church, but don't be a member of this church and, and, and do things like that. Just don't do it. I mean, I would hope you're farther along in your Christian life than that. As we've heard people say before, if you can't say something good, don't say anything at all. If you can't type something good, don't type anything at all. I mean, listen, if you can't handle it, get off of it. Don't be a part of it. The last thing you want to do is be a detriment to other people that are saved by the grace of God. Amen. And Paul let us know here that Paul had been given... Uh, this power from the Lord uh, to edification and not to destruction. Matter of fact, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 14, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. Amen. And I believe God's people ought to be that way. I'm not going to lie to you. There are times, I mean, we got a lot of people go to Calvary and can't make it two Sundays in a row. They couldn't do it. Talk about how they love the Lord. Talk about on social media how they love the Lord. And they can't make it two services in a row. And I could go to them and I could look at them and I could say to them, of course they already know that I believe it anyway, but I could say to them, if you really love Jesus like me, you can make it to church. If you really love Jesus, you'd put the Lord first in your life. I could do that. I could do it every week. Some people say, preacher, why don't you do it? Well, why don't you do it? Amen. And the simple thing is, the simple thing is, I don't want that every week. Come in church, and when people are here, have to be the one that's going to be destructive. I'd like to come up to somebody and say, Hey, and that's why I find somebody's faithful. And say, Thank you for being faithful. Thank you. I'll, I'll preach something every now and then, Brother Justin, that's going to nail somebody's hide to the wall. Say, Amen. And I'm going to tell you right now you may not be able to play the tuba, you may not be able to play the clarinet, you may not be able to sing, you might not be able to preach, but everybody can be faithful. Am I right? I mean, my Lord, what does it take? Amen. Oh, I'll tell you what they'll be faithful to. Soon as something goes wrong, they'll be faithful to call the preacher. They'll be faithful to ask somebody to pray for them. They'll be faithful. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Friend, listen. We ought to be, we ought to be faithful. Build people up. Amen. So I try to go by folks, and, and I try to encourage them. And, and for those that I don't see a whole lot of encouragement, I just go by them. Amen. I mean, you don't want to try to be, you know, you, don't, you want to try to be positive as you can. Listen, and hopefully if the Word of God and the Holy Ghost don't do it, I'm not going to do it anyway. Say amen right there. My wife tells me going home a whole lot of times, she said, listen, if preaching don't do it and the Holy Ghost don't do it, you certainly ain't going to do it. Amen. Listen, this is Paul's final words. I'm going to move off of that. But let's mean encouragement to the people of God. Amen. You know the best way you encourage your pastor? Be faithful to church. Amen. best way you encourage your Sunday school teacher? Be faithful to class best way you can encourage your choir leader be faithful to practice just everybody can be faithful everyone can be faithful amen and so now Paul begins to exhort the Corinthian church now this is good application not just for the church but also for every Christian for every Christian I want you to look at how he starts he says finally brethren now we know who he's talking to right he's talking to the saved people in the church of Corinth finally brethren uh, I don't know about you but I'm so used to calling people brother every now and then I'll get around somebody's not saved brother Charlie and I were talking about this one time and we'll call them brother just because we say that so much then after we walk away from them we'll say you know what uh, they may not even be a brother they may not be saved uh, but listen Paul's talking to saved people here in the final part of 2 Corinthians and he says finally brethren this is what I want to live the Corinthian church with and I believe this is what God wants to leave us with the first thing he says and look in the Bible he says farewell now we got the idea that farewell means see y'all later but that word farewell carries so much more of a meaning than just farewell the word farewell simply means this be well and thrive and rejoice exceedingly Paul is saying to them and when he says farewell He's saying to them I want you to enjoy, rejoice exceedingly And I want you to do well And I want you to be well So I want to say the first thing Every church ought to practice And every Christian ought to practice Is be cheerful Be cheerful I mean listen I read a great statement by Dr. Mattoon. Listen to this statement. Happiness is a choice. And when you choose to rejoice, it will turn your life around. Happiness is a choice. You know, I never thought about that, but that's right, isn't it? Happiness is a choice. Paul said, I think myself happy. That's what he said. Hey, do you realize you can be happy? You can be happy if you want to be. Happiness is a choice. You know what that means that that tells me? So mully grubs and down in the dumps is a choice as well. Amen. Amen. When you walk inside of God's house, you can be happy if you want to. When you go to work, you can be happy if you want to. You say, well, I'm not a fake. Fake it. Amen. I mean, praise God. Somebody would rather be around you being happy than you being an old snob. Amen. I mean, I tell people all the time, so listen, I have to fake it a bunch. I do. And, and I'm not being mean, it's just my personality. I mean, I'm just not bubbly. My wife is bubbly. I'm not. I mean, I walk around trying to shake somebody's hand, how y'all doing? Great to see you. And 90% of the time I mean it. But there are 10%, there are 10% of the time, man, I'm faking. I'll be honest with you. Because I have to do that. Not because I don't love anybody. It's just not my nature to be that way. Amen. I mean listen if my wife walked in I've never seen Miss Wendy walk in church with a money never have seen it I've never seen it in 34 years of, of being in the ministry and all of it but a couple years of pastoring I've never seen her do it I mean I'm going to be honest with you now the night I resigned friendship she came in that way a little bit and, uh, but I've never I've never seen her do that and, and, and you know that amazes me and sometimes it gets on my nerves right Y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, folks, sometimes, brother, uh, brother Justin, folks, sometimes, I mean, just be cheerful is not always easy. Amen? But boy, what kind of church will we have? You ever been in a church that wasn't friendly? You ever been in a church when you went in, brother Russell, you sat down to preach and nobody spoke to you yet? Y'all know how the preacher's wife, you ever been in a church and you the preacher's wife, you go in and sit down, and boy, people act like you the plague, man. They don't even come by you. Hey, Amen? You don't have to worry about well, Miss Wendy or my mama. They'll make friends. Amen. <laughs> you don't say to them. They'll go back and talk to you. But, but I'm telling you, imagine a church that's not cheerful. Right? I mean, look, I'm telling you, man. Sometimes badness scare me. And I look up sometimes and think they're a bunch of serial killers. Amen. I mean, no joy. No joy, no happiness. Amen. Amen. And I, you know, we all have to put on a little deal sometime. We do. And I expect Miss Wendy probably does. She wouldn't tell me. She probably does. Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, Rejoice! Rejoice! Amen. You know what Paul left them with? He said, Friendly, brother, farewell. What did he say? He said, Be well and thrive and rejoice exceedingly. A happy church or a happy Christian is a growing church and a growing Christian. Just look, you know what? I'm telling y'all. Y'all've heard me say this, Y'all know I'm telling the truth. There's some people have to work hard being miserable. as They are. You've got to work at that. I think you got to get up in the morning and think, "What am I going to be miserable about today? Whose life am I going to make miserable today? Right? Y'all got people you work with like that. They ain't never had a good day. Right? Always complaining. Always miserable. Amen. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, sometimes we just got to be cheerful. Amen? Amen? Amen. Cheerfulness. Do you believe church ought to have that trait? Travel with me a little. Now, I go into a lot of great places where people stand in line to welcome you. But I've been a few. I start crying on Monday night if I was there to Friday night, not because because God was blessing, because I thought I got to be here all the way to Friday night. Amen? Cheerful cheerful, happy church, happy people. How many of you uh, try your best to be happy? Say amen. Anybody got anything to be happy about? Okay, that's wonderful. I'm glad to hear a few amens. You got something to be happy about, right? I mean, I got a lot of things to be happy about. I mean, I got a lot of things to get me down in the dumps a little bit. I do. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, I got some physical things that bother me. It bothers me that I like to eat so much. It does. It bothers me. It bothers me. Uh, some things that go on in life. People sometimes bother me. Amen. But if I dwell on that stuff, I'm not going to be happy. Right? Miss Wendy's always on my case. Just don't worry about it. Just don't focus on it. I said, Wendy, I'm a pastor. I can't help it. Right? She said, no, you're not. I am. <laughs> Amen. Be cheerful. Be cheerful tonight. Have a cheerfulness about you. Amen. Number two, look back at it. I'm glad y'all laughing a little bit. That's encouraging. That means you're cheerful. He says, therefore I write these things being absent, lest being present, I should be you shardiness. He said, finally brethren, farewell. Then he says, be perfect. Now listen, that's going to be a tough one. When he says to them, be perfect, he is really saying to them, and I like this way in the way I literate because it's really what it means, is be corrected. Other words, mend. the word perfect means to mend that which has been broken and adjust things that are out of adjustment. Amen. When something, listen, we ought to strive for perfection as a child of God. Now, I don't believe at all Brother Aaron, I don't believe we will ever be perfect until we're with the Lord. I mean, we know that. We know without a doubt, Brother Bill, we're never going to get there. As hard as we try, because in ourselves, we are imperfect in ourselves. Uh, But Paul says that a church or a Christian ought to strive to be perfect. Fix what's out of adjustment. Anybody out of, why do you go to chiropractor? You fix what's out of adjustment, Right? Go into chiropractor walking like this. Come out of a chiropractor walking like this. Sometimes you don't. But I want you to understand. You go in for an adjustment. Amen. You have an adjustment. You're being corrected. Use the Bible as your blueprint for living. Make sure you let the Lord correct you in your life. A church, a church ought to strive for perfection. Now I'm not talking about perfecting I'm talking about in our spiritual walk. We ought to strive for that. And Paul said to the Corinthian church, he said, he said, listen, be perfect. He said, do your best to be what God wants you to be. And listen, uh, I, is, is the word Christian not mean to be Christ-like? And so should that not tell all of us that he was perfect? And we should strive to be like him? And if we strive to be like him, shouldn't we strive to be as the best that we can be? and be perfect. Absolutely. Amen. Listen, when people walk in the church doors here visiting this church, they don't need to see a bunch of people that are just satisfied with being broken and not being adjusted. They need to meet people that come in that God has done something in their life and when God has done something in their life, they are working toward perfection. Say amen. Right? It's kind of hard to work toward that when you're not in church. Kind of hard to work toward that when you're not doing the things you need to do. Amen. So we need to be corrected. Then he says this, be of good comfort. Be of good comfort. I began to think about what do he mean be of good comfort? And as I began to look up and I looked at a couple books I had in my office and it literally means to receive admonition or to be encouraged. uh, Paul is basically admonishing them to stick in the Word of God because that's what's going to comfort you and the help that you're going to need. Amen. How do you get comforted as a child of God? How do you have comfort as a child of God? You get in His Word. You get in His services, His church. You get around the Holy Ghost. You get comforted in your life when you get around the things of God. You get comforted in your life. Amen? Listen, there's no place more comfortable, no place more comfortable, I believe, than the will of God for your life, in the Word of God for your life, doing what God wants you to do. That is a good place to be. That is a comfortable place to be. Listen, someone say, well I just feel Uncomfortable when I go to church Well if you do, something's wrong You ought to feel comfortable, this ought to be The most comfortable place That you go to Amen, and we need a church We need a church Where people that go to it are comfortable Because of the word of God Because of what they have In the word of God Say amen tonight, y'all help me a minute I believe that, don't you I believe we ought to be comforted, stick to the word of God. Then I want you to look next to what he says. He says, be of one mind. I put this in my words as this: be connected. be of one mind. be of one mind. Can I tell you what? There's not a church exists. If the church don't get on the same page, with one another. if we say, if we're not on the same page, we're never going to accomplish anything for God. Amen. We need to be of one mind that one mind. i say all the time keep the main thing the main thing make sure we understand what we're doing make sure we understand why we're doing it we're to win people to christ we're winning people to the lord it's a soul winning station it's a church that needs to get people saved get people born again and we need to be connected you know what it means to be of one mind think the same things or have the same beliefs amen. amen everybody you go to church with everybody you go to church with. when it comes to the doctors of this bible ought to believe the same thing. Amen. I'm talking about doctrines of the Bible. I'm not talking about pet peeves and man's idea. I'm talking about the doctrine of the Bible. Everybody ought to be on the same page if we're going to be in one mind. And we also ought to have unity in one mind. We ought to have unity among the believers. Why? Because we started off the chapter understanding that we're not to be people that cause destruction but edification. Hey listen, you can't be destructive and be on the same mind You can't be destructive and be in the same Listen, if you have the mind of Christ Which we ought to have If you have that, then I'll say this to you tonight You can be connected with everybody in the church I have people all the time, I mean not all the time Through the years of ministry I've had people come to me and here's what they say I just don't connect well with your people And you know, you know how it is today. I mean, we live in a in a world today that's very snowflakey. You know, I just can't seem. do, Do you have a connection class? I'm trying to get connected. You know, listen. My wife and I, we're connected, but we don't have nothing in common. I ride bicycles. She rides a recliner. <laughs> right? I eat unhealthy, she eats healthy. I have to take a shower every day, she takes one once a week. <laughs> yeah, y'all still with me, aren't you? Amen. I mean, I want you to understand tonight. Have you ever thought about some of you how different you and your spouse are? Right? I mean, honestly, and it is. <laughs> Lord have mercy I'm looking at Miss Carol not you go out that door Stacy I'm looking at Miss Carol when you think about I mean if there's ever two people that are totally different right I mean Miss Carol had to go out and change the brakes on the car it ain't gonna happen she don't even master brakes good amen I mean think about how different people are what's the connection exactly right somebody said the Lord that's what it is the connection is what you have in Christ and it makes every marriage better to have that kind of connection. Yeah. Amen? Now we do have some things in common. Uh, Miss Winnie and I do. I mean, I'm sure if we dug up and prayed and <laughs> sought out and looked for, we'd find something. We both like the King James Bible. We both love Jesus. Amen. I mean, you know, you I mean, there's something. <laughs> Amen. I mean, we can dig it out. Amen. I mean, I get nervous. When you when two people are just alike, you better watch out. You put a positive and a positive in the battery, it ain't going to work. Everybody's got to be a little different, right? Amen, Brother Kenny. Right? Am I right, Miss? Hey, Am I right over here? You got to be a little different, right? Listen, I'm telling you, when it comes to serving God, a church needs to be connected. You know what I mean. We need to be connected to that same Holy Ghost, that same Bible, that same truth, Amen. that same things that are right. We need to be connected. Amen. You believe that, Brother Justin? we need to be connected. Amen, Amen Brother Dermot. Brother Dermot and I we've we've had a few things in, in the years that we've been in ministry together not just here at Calvary for all these years but friendship as well but we're we're not brother Dermot and I are very different we're very different but the thing and, and he's one of my dearest friends in this world I mean I don't go out to eat with him hardly ever I don't spend a lot of time with him his family a whole lot except when we're here at church but if you were to ask me who one of my best friends in all this world is it'd be Brother Crabtree. I mean we've been doing this together Lord, pushing 25 plus years of doing this together. What connected us? It's our love for Christ and our love for souls and our desire to want to do it. Listen, I'm telling you, you've got to understand, a church needs to be connected. Amen? Needs to be connected. And I say that be of one mind. Here's what the Bible says, real quickly, listen. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come to see you and this is Paul speaking church of Philippi, or else be absent, I may hear of your fires that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, serving together for the faith of the gospel. Amen. Listen, no wonder so many churches set with me and my few on one solid pew. You know why? You can't get people to get along. You cannot get people to enjoy serving God together. Right? Because of so many little nuances so many little things It doesn't even matter what if, what if you just left your spouse Every time y'all didn't line up Exactly right How many of y'all would be together tonight Lord y'all wouldn't even be together Until you got home Right Amen Be connected And I love the last one He says live in peace Here's the way I alliterated it Be calm be calm, Amen. I mean, some folks just need to calm down, Amen. I look at people sometimes. I look at people sometimes. They get they get all bent out of shape, and I'm just like, just calm down. You'd be surprised, but it's all right. Anybody here know somebody that that just has a tough time calming down? Now I'm talking about in their temperament and some I hear people laughing I'm not even gonna look up in their temperament or or in, I mean listen I know what it is and I think that's one good thing about getting older I think when you get older you chill a little bit yeah. you know I mean stuff that used to aggravate the hound out of me my wife told me someday I wouldn't dare tell you what it is but she told me something today and she said when I told you this I thought Lord how was he gonna react <laughs> didn't did you not yeah. and after I reacted to it it was about a moment or two of silence and she looked at me and she said You surprise me sometimes I said baby I'm chilling I'm just chilling You know Listen Just Damn <laughs> Amen Don't get so worked up so Torn up all the time Oh what are we going to do Oh <laughs> That don't work good in my heart Work better with somebody else <laughs> Right you know what I'm talking about? I wouldn't dare do hers. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know the line. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> but I want you to understand: a church has got to be a place of peace. When you come in here, this ought to be your happy place. It's kind of hard to be happy. You want one side of the church looking at something going on. right. Am I telling you right? I mean, when I come to church, I come to church. You know, I do my pastoring, you know, and deal with people Monday through. When it's top of the pulpit in church, that's a, that's a haven for me, preaching and stuff. I mean, the other things I do, you do as a pastor. Sometimes you got to deal with conflict and heartache people go through and trials they go through, and all that's part of it. But the haven for me is just church service. Y'all agree with that? I mean just that church service We can just come in and worship God We ought to have A good calming peace About coming to church Listen, do we want Calvary Baptist Church To be what God wants it to be? I do, I really do Uh, I feel like I failed the Lord A little bit and I've got some things I'm going to have to work on Some few things I'm going to have to do different as of late And and sometimes I'm going to have to be Like Paul and I'm going to Maybe I have to be a little sterner and tell folks, look, you know, you 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 got you gotta be faithful, you gotta serve God, gotta live right. But at the same time, I want church to be what it ought to be. Amen. Let me give you these this great advice for a successful church real quickly again. Just read them to you. Be cheerful. Everybody say happy, happy, happy. That's man's picture out in the hallway of this church. It's the last three words he spoke when he left this world. Happy, happy, happy. See, I was by his bed, I know. I was sitting right by when he went to glory. Be cheerful. Second thing, be corrected. If you know something that needs adjusting, let the Lord adjust it. Amen. Be comforted. How do you get comforted? Get in the Word of God. Get in the Word of God. Be connected. Be of the same mind. Listen, people you go to church with are not perfect. They do not cross their T and dot their I just like you. But we wouldn't be in service together if we did not believe the same doctrinal truths. Amen. Be of the same mind. And then just be calm. Amen. I mean, listen, I've struggled with that through the years and the Lord has helped me. I used to have people say stuff to me, man, I wanted to go off, and, and it's, it's hard not to go off sometimes. But I'm going to tell you something. Sometime I've just learned just to kind of look at people, you know, like, you know, you, you know, you're a little bit out of control here, and you just need to calm down. Take a chill pill. If you can't handle it, you know, go over here across Shelton Avenue, and give you something calm you down. Don't look at me like that. Y'all got the Cheetos thing the other way. Don't look at me like that. What I'm saying is we've got to be that kind of church. But not just that kind of church. We've got to be that kind of Christian. Amen. We have to be that kind of Christian. That's Paul's farewell. His final words to the church at Corinth. He said, I'm not going to come. Because <laughs> if I did, he said, i come with sharpness. which he means is i cut some of you off. Right? You know, anybody tell you that they love to be sharp again on people. and None of us like that. I, I hate it. I, you may think it's true. I, I do not like to have to be difficult with somebody on something ever. Ever. I mean, I don't. It was, it was some kids cutting up in a place we ate. We were going to eat lunch that day, but we left. Because the line was long and the people working act like they were moving in a time warp slow. I won't call the name of it, but Subway. But anyway, we were in a line, and these kids were running wild. And this, I guess Daddy, he looked at a little girl and told her to sit down, and she looked at him, and she wasn't going to do it. She was not. She determined she wasn't going to sit down. You ain't going to make me sit down. So he walks out of line to go over where she's at. She walks around the table. They'd have been running around, running around the table. I mean, she wasn't going to let him get to her. So you know what I did? I kind of turned my back to him. I can't stand stuff like that. This, I don't, I'm just, I'm I just don't like it. You know, uh I think even in a hockey game everybody ought to get along. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I this it, that stuff bothers me. Why people can be so angry and so not a word, but uncalm. Right? Learn, learn to live your life peaceful. Amen. And it took me a long time to learn that. I thought when you first started preaching, you're supposed to hit everything, including the people you preach to. And I learned that's dumb. Right? That's not right. Amen.